Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS with Fiona and in this lesson today I'm getting stuck into book 17 and looking at the listenings. Now this is just coincidence but yesterday I updated my list of the most common IELTS gap fill listening answers. So I've been going through all of the books and I always notice that there are certain types of answers and when you look at the book you'll see what I mean exactly and just by chance I thought okay let's do part four of the first test of book 17 today and lo and behold the gap fill answers all fit in with exactly what I've said in the book as we go through them, I'll, I'll show you what I mean, but it's really what they call a textbook uh, test. Doesn't mean it's textbook in terms of related to a textbook. It means that it conforms exactly to the theory. My, my theory is that there are very specific gap fill answers. And if you learn them, the test will be much easier for you. So I'm going to try and prove that to you today using this text. By the way, you can go to my website and get that booklet. I called it a booklet. It's 25 pages. It's downloadable digital PDF. You can get the first six pages for free and that'll give you an example of, of what's inside. And it's basically a list of word forms, uh, typical nouns, typical spelling patterns that I'm going to talk you through today. So this listening is all about labyrinths. Remember, if you don't know the word labyrinth, don't panic. Um, you, you train your brain to ignore that because they don't expect you to know certain words and they'll explain it to you in the course of the listening. So if the first word or the title, which it is here, is unfamiliar to you, just ignore it. So the title here is Labyrinths. And actually, the first heading says definition. It's not a very easy definition. It says it's a winding spiral path leading to a central area. So if you don't know winding or spiral, it's basically a path and as you listen, this will become clear. So the other headings take us through the history of labyrinths. The first thing compares them with mazes. And then they talk about early examples and ancient carvings. This follows the textbook looking at ancient civilizations that I always talk about. And then there's walking labyrinths and then the final heading is about labyrinths nowadays so it brings us up to date so the we're looking really for the first heading labyrinths compared with mazes and the first gap says mazes are a type of something so we're, we're kind of training our ear to, to listen for that word maze or mazes. Also, you know, there's always an introduction. The, the introduction is almost word for word, exactly the same 
as you see in the text. So that will help you find your place. So the text says, Labyrinths have existed for well over 4,000 years. Labyrinths and labyrinthine symbols have been found in regions as diverse as modern-day Turkey, Ireland, Greece and India. There are various designs of labyrinth, but what they all have in common is a winding spiral path which leads to a central area. So that's from the listening text, but it's actually exactly the same in the questions. There is one starting point at the entrance and the goal is to reach the central area. So it's still on this idea of a central area. Finding your way through a labyrinth involves many twists and turns, but it's not possible to get lost as there is only one single path. Now, get ready for the signal. In modern times, the word labyrinth has taken on a different meaning and is often used as a synonym for maze. So here's your keyword maze and we're looking for mazes are a type of something. A maze is quite different as it is a kind of puzzle. So there you go. That's your answer. It's a kind of synonym for type of and the answer is puzzle. P-U-Z-Z-L-E. Now already it's a tricky spelling. It's not actually on my list of common words but I think the double L there and the L-E is, is very typical of what you would find as a tricky spelling in the gap fill. So a maze is, a quite, is quite different. It's a kind of puzzle with an intricate network of paths. Now the next gap we're looking for, 32, is something is needed to navigate through a maze. Something is needed. So Sometimes you have to kind of be flexible in your brain about what you're looking for. Try and think about what, what, do, what do you need to get through a maze and listen for the mention of, of something that would help you get through a maze. So maybe don't listen for the word need or navigate, but, but listen for the speaker saying, oh, you must have this, for example. So it says mazes became fashionable in the 15th and 16th centuries. Actually, fashionable is on my list because it's the able pronunciation. Mazes became fashionable in the 15th and 16th centuries in Europe and can still be found in the gardens of great houses and palaces. The paths are usually surrounded by thick, high hedges so that it's not possible to see over them. Entering a maze usually involves getting lost a few times before using logic to work out the pattern and find your way to the centre and then out again. So the key word there is logic and L-O-G-I-C, and, and it is one of the words I've listed in my booklet, words that end in I-C. Public is the one I can remember just off the top of my head, but 
it it conforms to what I said in the booklet. Logic is needed, and they said using logic. That's all. It doesn't exactly say it's needed, but you have to be a bit flexible with that. The same with the next one. The word maze is derived from a word meaning a feeling of something. So you're looking for a feeling. Where does the word maze come from? It says the word maze is believed to come from a Scandinavian word for a state of confusion. Now, you're allowed only one word, so you probably heard a state of confusion and only one of those words is correct and it matches the list in my booklet of words ending in S-I-O-N. So here the answer is confusion. And listen for the next one as well because that follows the pattern. The next one says, labyrinths represent a journey through life. They have frequently been used in something and prayer. In something and prayer. So if you've listened to my podcast a lot, I talk about this use of two things and how the two things can help you find the gap. <laughs> so when you listen, you'll hear two things, and one of them is the gap. So it says, um, labyrinths have a very different function to a maze. Although people now often refer to things they find complicated as labyrinths, this is not how they were seen in the past. The winding spiral of the labyrinth has been used for centuries as a metaphor for life's journey. It served as a spiritual reminder that there is purpose and meaning to our lives and helped to give people a sense of direction. Labyrinths are thought to encourage a feeling of calm and have been used. Notice that, that's what we've got in the question. They have been used as a meditation and prayer tool in many cultures over many centuries. A meditation and prayer tool. So remember, we wanted something and prayer. So the answer is meditation. And I've got a list of words in that booklet which end A-T-I-O-N. You need to learn them, simply that. And you need to compare them with words which might end with double S-I-O-N, for example, like mission, or words which end with C-I-A-N. So I've got a list of jobs like electrician. And, and remember the thing about the two things, so meditation and prayer. It's interesting, prayer is a difficult spelling, I think, P-R. Y-E-R. I might add that to the list because it's the sound of pray compared to prayer. And I've left a little space for you in the list where you can add things like that as you come across them in your practice. So now we're looking for early examples of the labyrinth spiral. And remember, it said ancient carvings 
on something have been found across many cultures. Ancient carvings on something. Now, we've talked about this a lot, carvings. It's really important in IELTS. It comes up a lot. What can you carve? Think about the materials that you can find ancient carvings on. And remember that one of the main uncountable nouns that they use in gap fills are materials. So I've got a list of these materials. It's such a useful list. Anyway, let's go. So it says the earliest examples of the labyrinth spiral pattern have been found carved into stone. You could guess that, couldn't you? It's either going to be wood or stone. Stone is one of those common words. They like it. They talk about concrete buildings, stone buildings, glass. It's one of those um, materials that they often, often use in IELTS gap fills. Um, the next bullet point is the Pima, a Native American tribe, wove the symbols on baskets. Now, you don't need to find anything. You just need to listen for the Pima to help you find your place. And then it says ancient Greeks used the symbol on. Now, this is, is this coincidence or is just, is this the fact that IELTS uses the same words over and over again? So this morning I was um, editing one of my blogs about gap fills and it's about the Asiatic lions and this exact same gap comes up in a slightly different way but but it's the same. So what does this say? It says ancient Greeks used the symbol on something. So when we're looking for where did the ancient Greeks use the symbol and it says um, the Native American Pima tribes, tribe, sorry, wove baskets with cir a circular labyrinth design that depicted their own cosmology. In ancient Greece, the labyrinth spiral was used on coins around 4,000 years ago. So the answer, it was used on coins. Now, the reason this is almost exactly the same as the Asiatic lions was the same thing. They found the symbol of the lion on coins from Greece. Now, in that listening, you could see Greece, Greek was my tip. But here, it's, it's simply um, coins. The answer is plural. Remember, there's always going to be a plural. Next is walking labyrinths. And the gap we're looking for is the largest surviving example of a turf labyrinth. I don't know what a turf labyrinth is. Doesn't matter. Once had, notice the tense, once had a big something at its centre. So let's find out what a turf labyrinth is. It says, in Northern Europe, there were actual physical labyrinths designed for walking on. These were cut into the turf or grass. 
usually in a circular pattern. Okay, so turf is grass. I kind of knew that, but I wasn't sure what a turf labyrinth was. You don't need to know. They'll tell you. It's grass. The origin of these walking labyrinths, so there we've got the signal, walking labyrinth, remains unclear. But they were probably used for fertility rites, which may date back thousands of years. Eleven examples of turf labyrinths survive today, including the largest one at Saffron Walden, England, which used to have a large tree in the middle of it, a large tree in the middle of it. Could you guess that? Nice piece of grass, something in the middle might be a tree, and that is exactly it. Now, it says a large tree. Here's the textbook trick. Um, you just put tree. It's another double letter tree, like puzzle. They do like the double letters. Add those to your list. And also notice um, used to as a synonym for once had. I teach used to a lot. It's really useful. In, in task one writing, it's useful. So we're on to the last part. There's a small pause and it's about labyrinths nowadays. The gap is this, believed to have a beneficial impact on mental and physical health. For example, e.g., Walking a maze can reduce a person's something rate. Now, think about this. If you're walking, you're active, and doing this thing can reduce something. Now, think about something in your health, mental and physical health, which most people should reduce in order to become more calm <laughs> or fit. What, what do you have to reduce so it says, more recently, labyrinths have experienced a revival. Some people believe that walking a labyrinth promotes healing and mindfulness. And there are those who believe in its emotional and physical benefits. There's the key word, mental and physical health. Emotional and physical benefits, which include slower breathing, which include slower breathing. So the answer here, it can reduce a person's breathing rate. Now, how does breathing match my list of common, uh, common gap fill rules? Well, it's because of the magic E. If you think of the word breath, you add the E and you make breathe. Now, how do you put it back to breathing and not breathing? Well, that's what you have to try to spell. And it's only your familiarity with these words that will help you to remember how to spell breathing and not breath. So the, the magic E rule, I've, I've done lots of lessons about that Um is tested and definitely ing verb forms are tested especially with again the double letter so for example shopping has a double p and um there was what else there was collecting 
with one T, not double T. Things, things like that. Okay, the next thing says it's used in medical, health, fitness settings, also prisons. So that's a key word to listen for. It's popular with patients, visitors and staff in hospitals. So listen for hospitals. In fact, I think I'll skip a bit. And it says some doctors even walk the labyrinth during their breaks. Oh, OK, so here's the hospital bit. Patients who can't walk can use finger labyrinths made from something. Finger labyrinths made from something. Now, if you listen to my last podcast, um, it was all about the early um, methods of cleaning. And in that podcast, I talked about a very specific thing you have to notice that they often use in gap fill. And they often say it was made from something. A material. And again, we're looking for an uncountable material. In the podcast about cleaning, it was cylinders made of clay. So clay was the answer. And then it talked about a scraper made of metal. So metal was the answer. Here we've got made from something. So let's listen. Um, in some hospitals, patients who can't walk can have a paper finger labyrinth brought to their bed. Now, can you see that could be easy to miss, couldn't it? If you're not prepared, but if you're prepared to listen for this material, so they say made from, then that will get your brain ready to listen for what could it be made of? Plastic, glass, wood, and they say they can have a paper finger labyrinth. So you hear paper, paper is the answer. And finally, again, another one which matches exactly what I say in this booklet. Research has shown that Alzheimer's sufferers, so the disease of Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's sufferers experience less something. So again, an uncountable noun, you can kind of tell by the gap. There's no article. There's no plural verb. Those things can help you sometimes. So it says, for example, one study found that walking a labyrinth provided short-term calming relaxation and relief from anxiety for Alzheimer's patients. Relief from anxiety for Alzheimer's patients. Now, there were other words to trick you. There was calming, relaxation, those kind of nouns. But we wanted something specifically related to Alzheimer's patients. So they suffer, sufferers experience less. And the answer is anxiety. Now, I've got a whole list of words which, ends in, which end in E-T-Y. This seems to be something they like, and I-T-Y, like university. 
because this the pronunciation is the same so they're almost like tricking you is it i-t-y or is it e-t-y and you you need to learn those words and they're easy once you've got the list and the other reason they like that word is because it's an irregular word form so anxiety is the noun but listen to my pronunciation anxiety how do you spell it well it comes from the adjective anxious anxious the adjective a n x i o u s so if you this is in my word formation booklet <laughs> if you learn the word formations you can guarantee that they will test you on them and they're easy to learn once you have a list so stop learning those random lists they give you on instagram they're rubbish they're not related to ielts at all it's just like they just got a dictionary and chose 10 random words ignore them please 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 they're not going to help you only learn words that are relevant to the test of course learn other words yes for your general english but if you're focusing on the test i've got these lists of words that can help you so anxious adjective goes to anxiety a-n-x-i-e-t the same pattern as for example poor and poverty they like those e-t-y irregular words so i hope i've convinced you that there is a real pattern in ielts listening gap fills of course not every word but they all follow patterns that you can learn and really make a huge difference to your listening score. I think, honestly, if you got all of these words, I think it could almost overnight change your score because you'd have this, this list ready in your brain and, and ready in, in an active way rather than a, just a passive understanding of them. You've got them you know how to spell them, you know how they sound, and, and that is going to make you spot them really, really quickly in the IELTS test. So um, if you would like to find that booklet, go to my website and the daily tips and you'll find it there. Um, I'll also put a link in this podcast episode and I'm, I'm putting the link on most of my listening lessons the free ones um, on the ieltsetc.com website if you can't find it just email me just get in touch leave me a message and I'll get right back to you thanks for listening if you have any requests, I'm going to work through this book 17 now, but let me know if you've done any of them and if you found any of them particularly challenging, drop me a line and I will do that one for you. Okay, thanks guys. Chat soon. Bye-bye.